Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 122. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with a mohawked Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? Trying something different with my hair. It looks awful. This is me just, I had caffeine, (laughs) I had a diet cola uh, to just drink something because nothing was around and I didn't have a glass for water. And so I'm all jazzed up and full of energy and it started playing around with my hair and just flipping it up while I was waiting and it looks like the worst Tintin kind of <laughs> flip up ever so yeah you kind of <laughs> you look like you look like a modern day Mark Hoppus oh that is a huge compliment because Thank he's you. got like the long like I don't know if it's a mohawk but he's got the hair like going up now on the longer bit, I don't know. You might have to look up a picture if you haven't. Oh uh, no, I'm I'm taking a picture so everyone else can see what what's going on, and I want to you know capture this moment in in life where you compared me to my idol from high school, Mark Hoppus. Yes, so absolutely, grab a picture of that. Do you have an addition for us, Mitch? I do have an addition for us. So we're the 122nd edition, and I want to give a shout out to. Let me just get my uh, my uh, tweets here. Jonathan S on Twitter, sure. who uh, gave us this idea. So we're taking the uh, a player who's played at least 20, not at least who's played exactly 22 games. So for every edition over 100, uh, we are taking a player who's played that number of games. We're at 22. So a player who's played 22 games for the Islanders, and we're dedicating this edition of the podcast to them. With that being said, we are dedicating this episode to Dustin Cohn. Con. Kuhn. Con. K-O-H-N. Okay. Okay. The fact that I can't pronounce his name uh, is it? Wait, no, I changed it. Sorry. No, it wasn't Dustin Con. Oh, great. Uh, dang it. I wrote Dustin Con, but then I changed it. It's Ron Stewart. Sorry. Ron Stewart. Okay. Okay. Uh, Better. Great. Easier name to pronounce. Sorry. Easier. Ron Stewart. That's quite all right, Mitch. We, that's completely fine. We'll be just fine. So it's the Ron Stewart edition. Yeah, okay. not the Dustin Cohn Con edition. The Ron Stewart edition. Sorry, I, I, I 
picked Dustin Khan to begin with, and then I changed my mind halfway when I remembered about Ron Stewart and, and what's going on with him or what went on with him. Okay. Awesome. So we will get into that later, don't you worry. But we will start off the show by talking about the games briefly. And as we should mention, if you want full breakdowns on each game, head on over to patreon.com slash eyes on aisles for a full 25, 30 minute podcast, usually in that range where we break down each individual game. Obviously, we don't have the time to do that on this show, but we like to give you a little bit of context. So yesterday was the weirdest loss of the Barry Trotz era. Is that fair to say? Oh, we're we're gonna get into why I don't like this loss at all uh, later on in in their, our last segment of this show when we talk about our Xmas wish list. Um, but yeah, it was the weirdest one because the Islanders were good. They played well. They played. They were the better team for half of the game, and then they just literally like pooped the bed in the worst possible way. Like you have, I don't know, you had like Taco Bell for three weeks, and then oh, you wake up in like a poop coma or something like that. No. They just. The most disgusting thing you think could ever happen, that's what happened at the Nassau Coliseum against the Predators. Yeah, because the weird thing was, like you said, they had a 3-1 lead at the eight-minute mark of the second period. So they went nearly half the game where you're like, okay, clearly they are in good shape, up 3-1 in the middle of the second period, and then somehow they allowed seven goals in half the game. Seven. They're up 18-8 to in shots, and then, poof, gone. It definitely... uh, Seemed to go all downhill from there, Mitch. It, it definitely did. Uh, and previously, they also played the Buffalo Sabres, a 3-2 to two win in overtime. That was the Matthew Barzal. Uh, that was the storyline from that game, the Matthew Barzal hit. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Like, what is it, like two two minutes left, not even, in the period? And he goes high on Rasmus Dallin, who they were, like, jawing each other throughout the game. But he goes high on Darlene, takes, um, was it a roughing call? I, I don't know what it was. It, it was a, a fair call. He probably could have got more than that, more than a two-minute minor. And they score in the power play. They were in a winning position. They were up 2-1. And then Matthew Barzell, who has a habit of winning games for the Islanders, goes and spoils it for them. Unbelievable. And he doesn't really get benched for it. I, I was really shocked at that. Yeah, I, I was too. I thought more would come of it. I really did. Because, one, it was Matt Barzal, and also, I, I just figured that, for whatever reason, they were going to give this one to the Islanders a little bit, because it, it was a bad hit. And yes, we, we are both big, big fans of Matt Barzal, but there was a real big lapse of judgment from Barzal in this moment. He was being selfish, and I think we have to call him out for that. Absolutely. Arthur Staple asked that of Barry Trotz after the uh, Predators game even, saying, is Matthew Barzal really just kind of falling victim to uh, things that the young players fall victim to, getting knocked off his game? And Barry said, yep, absolutely. And he needs to learn from that. He needs to be better uh, and, and realize that players are going to try to get him off his game and they're they're succeeding. And that's exactly what we said after the hit, after the Dallian hit going. This is a referendum on Barzal. This is him letting everyone else in the NHL know that if you get to me, I will do something stupid. Oh, yeah. 100%. And now every other team saw that and said, okay, well, now we know exactly what we need to do. Get under his skin. And he's yeah, going to do something got, stupid. We got other guys in Erasmus Dowling that we can throw at you. <laughs> let's, let's get, I don't know, Tom Wilson. Not even. It's like someone worse than Tom Wilson. Just some AHL call-up. Just go hound Matthew Barzell all night, and I will give you a position in the NHL. You better believe someone's going to do it. 
Oh, 100%. Like the Leo Komarovs of every other team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Essentially, exactly that. Uh, and then you have the Panthers game where it was a pretty convincing 3-1 to one win on the road for the Isles. That one felt good. The Panthers are a good team. They're a well-coached team, right? Coach Quenville is there. They're a really strong offensive team, and, and the fact that we won 3-1 convincingly feels good. Feels real good. Yeah, the Islanders definitely needed that. So, like we said, if you want more on each one of those games, Patreon, that's where you go. We just want to give you the context at the beginning of each episode on what we're going to be talking about each week. So, those were the three Islanders games. They were 2-1. and one. It was their first home regulation loss in, I think, 69 days. Nice. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, which is ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Uh, this isn't a, a trend, like Barry said, months ago. This is a one-off. Uh, I, it's not to say that they're going to go into Boston and whip Boston's butt. Uh, they might even lose that game. But Boston is the second best team in the league. Uh, it, it just means that you won't see a loss like this. You're going to see a better Islanders team. Because for whatever, however well they played at the start, they were terrible at the end. So it, it, they're, they're going to bounce back, and you're not going to see that type of, of performance for a long time. No, definitely not, which is that that's what you like to see because Barry Trotz, like you said, he's going to get this thing right back in order where in years gone by, actually I wrote about it today as the Daily, the last time they allowed eight goals in a game was during the Doug Waite era, and that, meant, that reminded me because how many blowouts did we see in the Doug Waite era? It, a, a ton. They consistently... We gave out. it a name, right? It's called the Dougie Blowout. Yeah, I mean, there was like 10 a season, probably. Yeah. No. <laughs> at least, at least. Yeah, there, you were good for at least one every like five to 10 games, it, feel, it felt like. So I, I just really think that Barry Trotz is going to get this thing in order. Yes, Boston is a really tough team. So I don't know if my expectations for them to win tomorrow on Thursday when they play, but I think it's going to be a competitive game. Yes, that's it. Play it behind the goal line. That's all I said during the patron. Just play it behind the goal line because Tuka Rask is terrible playing the puck. He's like the worst puck playing goalie I've ever seen. I, someone might come at me like, well, he's made a good pass sometimes. Yeah, but a lot of the times he doesn't. And the last time we beat Boston, we did exactly that. Play it behind the goal line. Get him to move the puck because he's going to make a dumb mistake. Yeah, no, that's 100%. That's how you're going to beat uh, Tuka Rask. And he's a really good goalie, as we know, but that's the one thing that really gets him... Uh, off his game. Just like Barzal, he gets off his game quick, and if he makes a dumb mistake and has to pay for it by a goal, you've taken him out of the game mentally. And that's that's a victory in and of itself. Absolutely. So now, Mitch, let's jump right into our first topic. The one we want to start with is Anthony Beauvillier. He, to me, and I know, uh, who, you got to forgive me, who wrote the article? Was it Ryan? I believe it was Ryan. Okay, so one of our Ryan contributors... Grosso. Ryan Grosso wrote about how Anthony Beauvillier was the most improved player for the Islanders so far this year. And I agree with him 100%. The Islanders have a legit guy here. In 32 games, he has 10 goals, 12 assists for 22 points. Keep in mind, he had 10 assists all of last year and 28 points in 81 (laughs) games last year. So let's just put it this way. He's on pace to score 56 points, which is uh, doubling his production from last year. Wow. Yeah, when you put it that way. Uh, impressive? <laughs> right? Double. And, and so when you, when you think about the most improved, you have to think about, well, who else has improved under the Islanders uh, for the Islanders this year? Brock Nelson, you can say, is, is having a better season. Brock. Uh, Barzell? Bar- 
Barzal, but that's not a better one. That's a bounce back, really. Yeah, true. Broussard? Well, he wasn't with the Islanders before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, really, it, it comes down to, to Bovillier. And it's not just the production. Like, this kid is killing it. If I told you uh, he's at almost a giveaway a game, would you be like, oh, have you heard that before? Has anyone said anything about the fact that he's almost at a giveaway per game right now? No, because it doesn't really matter. Well, it's not that. Well, it kind of does because the one the only criticism we have for Joshua saying is like, right, he gives the puck away a lot. So it clearly matters that that players give the puck away a lot. I, I'm all I'm trying to paint here is that there are flaws in his game, and I'm using air quotes when I say flaws. But no one's bringing them up because there are so many positives to everything else he's doing. Because yes. yes, he's putting up points, but he's really strong on the puck. Like I don't know what he did in the off season, how many protein shakes he drank, but he looks like a different player physically. Yeah, no, he definitely does. And he is definitely winning those battles. And he's become a really good forechecker, too. Absolutely. The, the, his speed is incredible. And he gets to those those dirty areas quicker than anybody else, well, than most people. Uh, and he, has a, he does a really good job of just hounding opponents into making a mistake or giving up the puck or taking them off the puck. Because, again, he's a lot, fit, he's a lot stronger than he was last year. And he's having a resurgence because of that. Because he's able to get to those pucks and get him into some areas, he's converting those chances into goals. Or he's getting someone else to do it for him. Yeah, that's right. And like we mentioned, he he had 10 assists last year. His career high in assists is 15. He's going to blow that out of the water. I think if he... 56 points, I think I'd be surprised if he hit 56 points. But let's say he hits in the upper 40s in points, which is what I I think he's probably going to end up finishing in the upper 40s. That's tremendous from for the Islanders because, yes, I, I agree they still need help. They probably need a goal-scoring forward. But having Beauvillier at 22 years old, being someone who you can rely on for, let's say, 45-plus points, that's a good thing. That's absolutely a good thing. I think he hits the 50 points. I, okay. I really do. I'm not saying 56, but he gets to the 50-point plateau. There's going to be a drop-off at some time, but there's also going to be a point where Bo puts up, like, eight points in 10 games or, or 12 points in 15 or something like that in, in some sort of stretch. I would imagine close to the All-Star game, if not after. Keep my, I want to bring the All-Star game back. I want to bring that back okay. before we move on to the next topic. Okay. Um, I, I'm just... Bo is playing a really complete game and is having this resurgence that I'm not sure is going to go away anytime soon. At least not this year. And I'm, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, and I'm sure everyone else is, who's going like, ah, this Bovillia being good is terrible. No, uh, obviously it's a good thing. This is the player that we were hoping for all along. At, at least. At, you know, I, I was hoping for more. Excuse me, this Diet Cola is really making me burp. Because it's not, like, actually Coke. It's it's the PC brand. <laughs> oh, God. What is it? Is store brand soda? Yeah, it's President's Choice. Nice. It's, it's like no-name soda. It's really, mmm. 45 cents at Walmart, this stuff. Phenomenal. Um, um, so you were hoping for more for Beauvillier? Well, he's a first-round pick, so that means something. I know it's a late-round pick, um, but with all the flash and dash that we've seen over spurts, right? We've seen him put up those 60-point paces or, or go through some, some periods where he puts up you know, that 60-point kind of player. I was hoping to get that 60-point guy at, at some point, at least last year. right? I was hoping to see that improvement, and it completely fell away. But we're seeing that close to 60-point player right now, and I, I really hope that that's what he is. That's his not only ceiling, but that's his kind of floor. 
He's a 55 to 65 point player. That's what I expect from here until he turns 28. I hope so. That'd be great to have for the next six, seven years. That's my expectation. If he hits below that, you know, I'm not going to be bummed about it, but I, I really think there's more to him than, than a 45-point player, than, than Brock Nelson 2.0. Okay. All right. I like the positivity there. I really Thanks. do. Um, what did you want to get into for the All-Star game? So there's only a few days left for the All-Star vote, and I really think that we need to get Anthony Bovillia there. Over Barzell? I think, well, see, this is voting for captain, right? This isn't voting for the representative. So okay. I feel if we vote Bo, they're still going to bring Barzell because they can't keep Barzell out of a three-on-three tournament. They just can't do it. He's no. too good. No, but I just can't see the Islanders sending more than one person. I can't because of this, because it's a three-on-three tournament, and if we vote someone in, they're going to have to bring Barzell. They have to. They can't not bring him. I guess. So I, I want anyone who votes for Anthony Bovelli to hashtag Bo... Uh, God, is it get Bo to the show? Did I think you make that's a that good. Up? Sorry, I just made it up right now on the spot. Okay, I like it. It rhymes. So get Bo to the show. Tweet out your fact that you voted for Anthony Bovelli going to the All Star game. I did it, and I'm going to tweet after the game that I voted for Anthony Bovelli and hashtag get Bo to the show because the kid deserves to go. He's the last time that we had anyone but like John Tavares or Matthew Barzell go to the All Star game, aside from Halak, was Josh Bailey because he was having this incredible uh, first half of the season, just like Anthony Beauvillier. I think if anyone deserves to go, it's going to be him. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot, Mitch. Thanks. A- anything else on Anthony Beauvillier before we move on? No. That's it. Just I'm loving it. It's McDonald's all over here. Okay, Mitch. So get your vocal cords ready. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to let you go into a little rant about Noah Dobson. All right, welcome back to the Eyes on Isles podcast. Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. Mitch, you got into uh, some Twitter wars over uh, your boy Noah Dobson. Want to explain and get into it a bit? So I wrote that Noah Dobson should go to the World Juniors uh, tournament. Now, with that being said, I did have two caveats in my argument. Okay. I said, first, if the defense isn't healthy, then there's no problem. Whatever, because he's going to play. Right. Second, if they don't invite him, well, then obviously there's no there's no question here because then Team Canada doesn't want him. Team Canada clearly wanted him, so they inv- they uh, they didn't say they invited him, but I'm sure they did. Uh, and Lou Lamarillo said, no, we're not sending him. But it seems that Nick Letty is healthy. So I don't understand because I don't feel that, that Noah Dobson is going to get playing time. And this no. is what it all comes down to, is that Noah Dobson needs to play. They keep talking, they being Lou and Barry Trotz, about gaining this confidence, building his confidence. Uh, and you can't throw him in the league too quickly because they could, it could break this confidence. Well, let's send him to a premier tournament, a, a major tournament, playing with his peers at, at multiple levels, not just the juniors. I'll get back to that in a second. Um, and have him shine. He's going to be the number one defenseman for Team Canada, who is always expected to not win, but at least medal. And if he does that, then that's huge for him. That's a huge confidence boost. Keep in mind, this is the kid who played in that same tournament last year and shattered his stick in, the, in these, I think it was the semifinals against, or there's the quarters, either way against Finland in overtime. He had the game on his stick. His stick shatters. Finland go the other way and score, and they're out. This kid has unfinished business with the tournament. He needs to play. He needs to build his confidence, as Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello say. It's a good idea to send him to the tournament. 
clearly Lou and Barry don't agree with that because they kept him here. Now, if he plays, I have no problem with them with them keeping him here. But right. if he does not play, why the hell did you keep him around? And again, this doesn't mean he has to go back to juniors for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, my God. So many people came back like, wow, he doesn't need to go to juniors. He's too good for that. Yeah, I understand that, guys. I and Girls, I understand that. We all understand that he's too good for juniors, and that's why he's here. But just because he goes to the World Junior Championship doesn't mean that he, he can't come back. It's a loan. You can bring him back from a loan. Right, and it's only 10 days, right? Yes. That's assuming he, he plays on the 26th and they go all the way to the medals on the 5th and at the gold medal. You see, okay, here's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Because if he's not going to play, then why, why – well, I don't understand. Why? And then theoretically, when you loan him, you can call someone up, correct? Yeah, absolutely. They can call someone up right now. Okay, so then I think well, why not call up Sebastian Ajo and then have Dobson play there for 10 games and then just send them right back down? I, the argument is that they don't feel that a Sebastian Ajo is their seventh defenseman, like is good enough to be their seventh defenseman, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it seems that that's the sentiment, right? That their seventh defenseman is Thomas Hickey. And because Thomas Hickey is not healthy, they technically don't have a seventh guy. Although that's not how depth charts work. So, <laughs> No, not particularly. Uh, but that's funny because when Sebastian Ajo played with the Islanders a couple of years ago, I thought he looked okay. Uh, keep in mind, it was a Doug Waite system, was it not? Like he played, yes. he hasn't played under Barry. Uh, but he's played really well at the AHL level. And the Islanders seem to be... Um, What's the word I want to use? They, they seem to reward players who play well at the AHL level. And he's doing that. He's, If I'm not mistaken, he's leading the team in points, is, which I know yeah. it's not all about points. But at a certain level, uh, if you keep putting up points and you put up a lot of points at the AHL level, something tells me that you're doing well. That's a good barometer for success. And he seems to be doing that. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And you bring up a good point because if – over those 10 days, Noah Dobson plays in zero NHL games. Is the argument that you want him here for practice or to keep continuity? What is the argument of for keeping him here? I know what you want him to go, so it's you kind of just playing devil's advocate, but I want to hear your answer to this. I understand that there's something to be learned from sticking with Barry Trotz, to play under Barry Trotz for 10 days. I get that. But what is he going to lose by going away for 10 days? I understand like he's not getting the Barry Trots, and so he'll be losing 10 days of Barry, and losing 10 days of Barry isn't a good idea. I, I'm not going to say it's a bad idea or, or it's a great idea to lose 10 days of Barry, but it's 10 days. And, and keep in mind, it's Christmas, right? Like there, there's, there aren't going to be certain games. Or they're not going to play every night here either. No. So he's not at the rink every day for those 10 games. He's going to be at the rink for those 10 games. Maybe a day off here and there, but he's going to be practicing. There's a game almost every other day. So there, there's something to be gained here. Yes, what he's going to be learning there, he's actually not going to be learning because you're just playing. There's no instruction. It's not, Noah, we need you to change your style of play. No, it's, Noah, we need you to play 20 minutes tonight, and we need to make sure that they don't score. Okay, buddy? Thanks. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh I have a question for you, though. Why yes. were they okay with sending Oliver Wallstrom away from Brent Thompson? Well, different situation. I get that. That's a completely different situation. <laughs> I know. I'm just oh, okay. I'm poking, I'm poking fun. I'm poking fun. <laughs> you jerk. Oh, my God. So you're, what you're saying is Thompson and Barry Trotz are not on the same level. No. Is that a hot take? 
scolding hot. <laughs> Muy caliente. Actually, the 10 days away from Brent Thompson is probably going to do Oliver Wallstrom good. Because, let's face it, he's a forward prospect killer. Well, talk to Kiefer Bellows. I don't know. He's had, like, a handful of good games. Yeah. Well, nine. Nine now. Okay. More on Bellows later, I'm assuming, yeah. right? Yes. Well, we'll bring up Bellows a little bit later, but yeah, he's uh, doing some stuff. Uh, to get me back to Dobson, because sure. that's the point we're bringing it up here, this isn't uh, an indictment on Dobson. My, my statement isn't that Dobson isn't playing well enough, so he needs to go. It's that they keep, they being Barry and Lou, keep saying that we need to build his confidence. Okay, well, what better to build his confidence than sending him to a premier tournament where, yes, he's playing with his peers, but keep in mind, this isn't just peers at the NHL, at the AHL level or the CHL level, I should say. Um, these are uh, college players. These are uh, European players. Austin Matthews played. Uh, these are also uh, players at the KHL level. Like, they're, they're everywhere. These are just... It's it's the world juniors. They're they're you. They're not NHL yet, but they're young. Um, but they're young and they're young. So it's around his age group. So if he stands out amongst the crowd, that's a huge boost for him. Yeah, you win a tournament that he had again. He played last year and had the tournament, not the tournament, but at least Canada's fate on his stick and couldn't get it done. He has unfinished business, or had, because he's not going back. Mm-hmm. He had unfinished business with this tournament. There's something to be gained there emotionally and mentally for him uh, that you cannot overlook. Yes, he loses 10 days of Barry. Uh, but you know what? Like, it's just 10 days. It's 10 days. It's not a big deal. No, it, it isn't. It isn't. I think, and I think last week I said that I wasn't super into it, or maybe it was on the mailbag, one of the shows we do. Uh, but after reading your article and really thinking about it, I kind of changed my mind. I think I would have been completely fine with him going because, like you said, it's 10 days and then he's able to come right back in and it's like you don't miss a beat. And it, Actually, you're, you're staying fresh because the guy plays like once a month when everyone's healthy. Well, that's just it, right? Like, so, okay, he played the last couple of days because Nick Letty wasn't feeling good, right? Or not feeling good, tweaked something against Dallas. Right. We all know that. We were all there. We all saw it. Uh, but between uh, October, or sorry, not October 5th, between November 7th and November 27th, you want to know how many games he played? Can I guess? Yes. Three. Zero. Oh, geez. Wow. From November 8th to November 26th, he played zero games. Zero. He played on the 7th and the 27th. Wow. Like, if, if that's what it's going to be like, well, then don't do not do it. Why? Why? You, Send him. Obviously, that's not the case. So I hope they play him. I really hope they play him. And it's not to say that he's playing poorly. He's playing well against Buffalo. He played well. He had 16 minutes of ice time. Clearly, the faith is going up. You would hope. Um, So if this is this, um, by this, I mean them keeping him. If by them keeping him here means that they're going to trust him and they're going to play him more, great. But someone better talk to Johnny Boychuk because I don't think he's ready to take a seat yet. Because he's playing pretty well. He is. And yes, he's playing in a much lesser role at like 17, 18 minutes a night. But he's still effective. He is like, honestly, like a perfect third pairing defenseman right now. Absolutely. He's got the ring. He's got everything you need from the third pairing guy. He's got the experience. Um, He's not ready to give up that position. And he said so much. And that's exactly what you want. You want competition to get the best out of your guys. Uh, but they, they need to play Dobson. They need to. Sorry, Johnny, but you you got to give way to Dobson because this is the guy we're going to be rolling with for the next, hopefully, 15 years. 
In an ideal world, yes. So let's we got we got to do this at some point. We got to pull the trigger, and we can't wait till we can trade you on July second. Exactly. Anything else on Noah Dobson before we move on? Just I like the player. I love the player. I want the best for him. That's the whole point. I understand people who are like, "That's a stupid idea." Like, okay, well, did you read it first? Like, come on, let's chill a second here. It's not a stupid idea. You can say you don't agree with it. That's fine. Just my God, jeepers creepers. You expect people to read an article before they comment? How dare you? I would hope so. I really hope so. I, I know. I'm not the most patient person either. I don't always read everything, but I try my best. And I, even if I don't read it, I'm not about to jump on Twitter and say it's a terrible take because I didn't read it. Listen, I only read the headline and then throw my two cents in. I don't know what you do, but... <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> So with that, we're going to move on to our next topic. It's going to be a fun one. So this is our last show before Christmas. So Christmas is obviously next Wednesday, and we're not going to record on Wednesday. We'll be recording on Thursday. So what we're going to do, since we're in the holiday spirit, Mitch, it's your favorite holiday. We know Everyone knows how much you love Christmas. Love we, it. We are going to each say three things we hope to find under our metaphorical Islanders Christmas tree. So we each have three. Mitch, I'll let you to go first. What would you like this year for uh, Islanders Christmas? A goal scorer. <clears throat> did, I, did I say that loud enough? Someone who scores goals. The person who puts pucks in nets. Uh, a net puck plucker. Something, someone who puts pucks in nets. Rubber in the, the twine. Well, my number one was scoring winger. So it's basically the same thing. So we're going to get it because we both said the same thing. I hope so. I mean, when me and my sister would both ask for the same thing from Santa Claus, we usually tended uh tended to get it so see that my brother and i were never smart enough to like join forces always kind of like divide and conquer so we never got the thing i'm gonna gonna drop some knowledge and i'm gonna probably show my age a little bit but in christmas 2000 so i was five i was hyped (laughs) yeah so um really wanted nintendo 64 so on my Christmas list, I wrote Nintendo 64, and then my sister, who's two years younger than me, she probably scribbled something in crayon, but I also wrote at the bottom of hers Nintendo 64, so both of us had it, and uh, obviously mailed it to Santa because on Christmas morning, a Nintendo 64 and Mario Kart game was sitting underneath the tree for me, and it was the best Christmas in the entire world. That's a pretty solid Christmas. Mario Kart 64 is one of the best games ever. Exactly. So I was very happy. So I'm hoping for something like that, because like you said, both of us have it on the list. Did you have a name specifically who you would like? I don't. I keep hearing about Anthony Duclair because he's scoring a bucket load of goals for the Ottawa Senators. He's at 19 already. I don't know if he scored tonight if they're playing, but he has 19 goals so far this year. Do you know what his career high is? No, I don't. 20. Okay. I'm almost surprised that he hit the 20 goal mark. I wouldn't have thought that. He hit the 20-goal mark once. I don't know if it was for the Rangers or the Coyotes. It might have been the Coyotes. Um, The the kid could play, and he's playing well in Ottawa on on a terrible team. Terrible. Not as bad as Detroit, but almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's cheap. He's $1.6 million, I think, for this year. Um, So it makes sense. And Ottawa, you know, if anything, if it's not strapped down, Ottawa's sending it away. Uh, And I'm going to write this for, for, uh, for tomorrow. So it's an intriguing player to go after in terms of a rental. I'm just, I'm just not sure if the price is going to be too much. Right? Like, how much is Ottawa going to be asking for for Anthony Duclair? 
Like a first, that, that's already, forget it. That's not happening. I'm not giving you a first for a guy who all of a sudden scores 19 goals because I'm getting this guy for, I would assume, around the trade deadline for like two months. No, I'm not, I'm not giving you a first for this kid. Uh, you know, if it's a second, all right, okay. I could settle for a second and it may be a, B, a B-level prospect. Cool, I'm down with that. But if it's anything more than that, then I, that's too rich for my blood. The person that I want, and I don't think he's going to be available just yet because the team's not out of it, is uh, Mike Hoffman from Florida. Mm. I think he'd be a good fit. He would be. Are, are they even close to being out of it? Like, Florida's pretty good. They're not in a playoff spot, but they're only like two points out of a playoff spot, I think. Right, and who's above them? Montreal, isn't it? Yeah, and Tampa's right there and stuff like that. So, I mean, the Atlantic's yeah. pretty open. That's true. Tampa's not in a playoff position yet. <laughs> kind of sucks for all those... Oof. Yeah, Atlantic is... They they might miss it, and you're right. If they do, then that's a player I would go after as well. Is he on an expiring, or he's got a couple he, of years he's gonna, left? I'm pretty sure he's a UFA at the end of the year. Oh, well then, yeah, okay. I, I would definitely do that, because the, the price might not be crazy high for him, I would expect. Right, and I honestly think a rental wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the Islanders this year. I'm usually not down for rentals, but at, at a certain point, it's going to come, so I'm just making peace with the idea that the Islanders are eventually going to have to make a rental. And so I'm just kind of trying to make the best of it here. Just like Christmas, I'm trying to make the best of it. (laughs) Understandable on the first one, not so much the second one. Yeah, I made some some mashed potatoes the other day. They are terrible, but I doused them in gravy, made them a thousand times better. Mm, That has to do with Christmas, I guess? Yeah, that's a Christmas thing. Don't you have like mashed potatoes and gravy at Christmas time? On Thanksgiving, I do. Not necessarily Christmas. Oh, well, that's a Christmas thing for me. Sorry. I guess I should have no, said that. No, I, I, no, I just wanted to put the context together. I love mashed potatoes. I fit the Irish stereotype. Let me tell you, I love me some mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Well, mine were terrible. <laughs> They're remind, really bad. Remind me not to take potatoes from you. No. All don't. right. What do you got for your second thing on the wish list? Good health. That's something you usually say around Christmas mm, time, yeah, right? That's a good one. I like that. So good health. That So far... Well, not so far. We were we had the the injury bug at the beginning of the season, and it's kind of gone now, and hopefully it doesn't come back. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that one. I almost put that down. Uh, I decided to go with two other things, but uh, I, I think that's a good one. I, I like that. A clean bill of health for the rest of the season would be really nice. Specifically for a guy like Johnny Boychuk, who hasn't played a full season in his entire career. Uh, if he misses a couple of games because of a healthy scratch, that's fine. Uh, but I don't want him to suffer a big injury. I know he's already missed, I think, a game or so. No, but um, if you could keep him at like 75-plus games, you're in good shape. Absolutely, yes. For my second one, I'm going with Elite Eberly. I would like oh. Elite Jordan Eberly back. That's what I want. So, yes, I still. that's not me saying, oh, you don't need to trade for a goal scorer, just have a good Eberly. No, no, no. I want Eberly to play to the back of his card and also get another good score on top of that. That would be great. If we can get a 60-point Jordan Eberle, uh, that would be a fantastic. Because then you're adding a 60-point Jordan Eberle to a 60-point Anthony Bovillier that you didn't have last year. Think about that. Right. Your team suddenly becomes a whole lot deeper with Bovillier, Eberle, and Player X, whoever you acquire. Absolutely. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. So I, I'm down with that one. That'd be great. Cool. All right. How about for your third thing under the tree? Never win the Corsi battle again. Oh, okay. So this one is a shout out to Ian Mc whatever the stupid face is for uh, Odd Shark. Never, never use Odd Shark to bet. Just, just don't. Unless we we have them as a sponsor for Fansided, in which case, always use them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, remember. 
because he said that we can't win because we don't we don't win the Corsi battle, uh, except for the one time that we do, like Nashville, uh, where we had a what is it here sixty one point zero five five on five Corsi four, which is our okay. best Corsi four this season, and we get destroyed a <laughs> three. Yeah, it's just not in the Islanders' cards for that. Like, just do what works for you. So, throughout the season, the Islanders are over fifty percent Corsi four five on five eight times. Do you want to guess their record in just wins losses over those eight games? Three and five? Four and four. Pretty good. Okay. Good guess yeah. by you. They're, they they win as about as many as they lose. So it's, it's a 50-50 when they win the Corsi battle. If they don't win, they're probably winning the game. So never win the Corsi battle again is what I have under the Christmas tree. Okay. Are you saying that Corsi's overrated? Oh, oh, is that another hot take? Yes. <laughs> so you agree that it's overrated? It's not overrated. It's just it's not a predictive stat. It's a descriptive stat. right? Like The, the fact that you win the course battle isn't going to say you're going to win tomorrow. It just describes what happened on the ice. Right. Is it a good barometer of success over a long period? Maybe. It, it probably, you know, you have a lot of teams who over five years show like, oh, five, the top five teams in terms of wins are also the top, like in the top 10 for Corsi 4. Okay, well, the correlation isn't, you know, one for one. If you win the Corsi battle, you win every night. It's over the long haul, it's a good idea to have a puck, uh, the puck more than you don't. But the Islanders just don't, they run counter to that. That's just a strategy that they have. So, yeah, I think it's overrated. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there. For my final one, it's I want a beautiful Russian goalie under the tree. I want Sorokin to say that he is coming to play for the New York Islanders because that means the Islanders' plan will come to fruition, which is have uh, Simeon Varlamov be the bridge to the Ilya Sorokin era. And there's been some talks over the last couple of weeks whether he's going to come over, whether he's going to extend, whether he wants a trade, what what he wants. I want him to play for the Islanders. That's what I want on my list. I I've, I heard those as well. I read them on, on Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts, and I don't really buy much into it. I, I know Elliot isn't saying it's one way or the other. Mm-hmm. He's just presenting a, a, another side of the story where he might be tempted. Um, but I, I just... What goalie doesn't want to play for Barry Trotz? What goalie mm-hmm. doesn't? Even if this kid has as UFA in mind, if he has had like a Sergei Bobrovsky payday in mind, then it still serves him well to come to the Islanders, play for a couple of years, hit UFA, and then say like, see ya, which would suck. I would hate it, but like that's still a good idea for him. And then we still get a couple of years out of him. Yeah, or after one year, you just give him a boatload contract as an RFA. Yeah, and then and then you do that, and you lock him up, and, and then he gets his way. I don't understand why he wouldn't want to do that. Why would he schlum it out? Like, and they're introducing a salary cap in the KHL right now. Okay, so, so I I can't expect him to be making what he would in the NHL. I mean, obviously next year he'd only make nine twenty five, but that's going to go up a lot. Well, it's 925 base salary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have performance bonuses and signing bonuses that you can give. So I, I think mathematically you can get it up to about $4 million. Okay. So, of course, assuming he hits his performance bonuses. Right, 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 right. Depending on what they set that at. But I agree. I think him coming over to the NHL, it was the best move for him. 
I think so. It'd be it, to me. It'd be shocking that he stays for another three years, thinking, <laughs> "I will make money." Oh, that's a terrible Russian accent. Um, yes, I will make money. When that's nah, a terrible Russian accent, I'm just gonna skip it. Uh, it's ridiculous to think that he's gonna make more money in three years when he can make three years of more money and another eight years of more money. Like there's just more money. Why? Why would you wait to make less more money? It doesn't make any sense. Yep, yeah, uh, I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. I really am. Uh, with that, are you ready to get into the quiz segment? Move on from our wish list. I am. All right, I'm gonna hit the music. So as I mentioned before, this is the Ron Stewart edition of the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode 122. So you already know, Matt, that Ron Stewart played 22 games for the New York Islanders. I have three questions for you outside of that about Ron Stewart, your boy, uh, and I hope you get them all right, although I don't think you will. First, what position did Rod Stewart play? Did you say Rod Stewart? Ron. Ron. Not Rod the Fraud or Rod the Bod. Ron Stewart. Right wing. Incorrect, although... Ish guess uh, He played center Okay So okay How about this What hand did he shoot <laughs> These are These are relatively easy questions <laughs> Shut up Mitch <laughs> this, uh, is, this is easy It's one or the other uh, it's Right Left or right Right He was a righty That is correct It is right Alright Alright this one's harder Three How did he end up With the Islanders how did they get him? Well, they drafted him, of course. Incorrect. Oh, so incorrect. <laughs> they Damn traded it. for him. Okay. Now, I want you to guess as a follow-up. Where did he... So, who did they trade him from? Or who did they get him from? Philadelphia. The New York Rangers. Hey, so who knew two New York teams could trade? This is the first time that the Islanders and Rangers traded. They picked up Ron Stewart in 1972. It was uh, November 14th for cash. Okay. So, so the yeah, first like, of like two times, I believe. I, maybe three that the, the two teams traded ever. Interesting. Yeah. So that's Ron Stewart, who's also uh, his checkered history has uh, he is somehow responsible or not responsible for the death of um Oh, shot Chuck, the goalie? God, I already screwed it up. The Rangers, like, Hall of Fame goalie. Okay, how, how did he kill him? They got into a fight in, on Long Island, and he fell and broke his, like, broke something or ruptured his pancreas. Oh, my God. And then it just they just couldn't stop the bleeding, and then, yeah, he died. That sounds terrible. That's an I mean, awful way to go. It's an awful way to go. I'm going to get the goalie's name here. Terry Sawchuk. There it is. They are argued over expenses for the house they rented together on Long Island, and then Sachuk suffered several internal injuries during the scuffle. Uh, but he was like he didn't die on the spot. He went to hospital, uh, and then Sachuk told the police that he accepted full responsibility for the events and eventually died from that inju- from those injuries. That's brutal. Yeah, that's that's rough. That that's a rough thing to have on on your on your conscience, right? To be like, I got in a fight with my buddy. And that eventually killed him. Not that I killed him, but he eventually died for it. That's rough. Yeah, not not great. Not great. So that's former New York Islander Ron Stewart. <laughs> Thank you for sharing the history of Ron Stewart there, Mitch. You're welcome. A little dark there at the end. But a little dark. 
So I guess that's going to do it for the quiz segment. When we come back, we're going to get into the social stuff and what's trending on Isles Twitter. Welcome back to the Eyes on Isles podcast. I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson. We're going to get into the social segment now. What do you got for us this week, Mitch? So this one comes from at uh, Jashi. There's a lot of E's at the end there. Uh, who says, I refuse to throw out a perfectly good ornament, so I attempted a sneaky repaint. So have you seen like these? I, I keep seeing them. And uh, maybe it's on Facebook. It might be even Reddit. It's everywhere. Okay. And it's a John Tavares New York Islanders ornament. Yes. He has not played for the Islanders in a while now. Uh, and they're still coming up as if like, hey, remember, you still have to buy this. Anyway, she has one and she painted it. So she painted over the 91 and the Tavares on the back and she changed it to Lee in 27. Love that. And it looks pretty good. Okay. I, I think she did a fantastic job. Uh, so, so good job. Uh, it's a J-E-S-H one, two, three, four, five E's on Twitter. Good job by her for the, the repaint. I think it was a good job and a good idea. I you should not, all do that if you have one. Yes, I am not nearly artistic enough to get that done. So I, I tip my cap there as I struggle with most things in life, but art specifically. <laughs> Good job by you. All right, Mitch. So I am going to talk about something that happened today. So the Islanders decided to retire two numbers. One is John Tanelli's number 27. Now, you might be thinking, well, what is Anders Lee going to wear? Well, don't worry. John Tanelli said that he is perfectly okay with Anders Lee keeping that number, number 27, through the remainder of his career. And also, a former number 91 is going to be retired. No, not John Tavares, but Butch Goring. And I have a take, Mitch, that I, I don't think a lot of people are going to like. Yeah, why do you hate Butch Goring, Matt? I don't. I think Butch Goring's a good player. I don't think he's great. I think okay. he is a very good player, and I don't think his number should be retired. I think the only reason they are doing it is to throw shade at another player who wore number 91 for this team. That's a perfectly good reason. No, <laughs> I, think that's, uh, I think it's lame. I don't okay, like it. L- let's just check this for a second. Butch Goring has four Stanley Cups, a Lady Bing trophy, a Massachusetts trophy, and a Conn Smythe trophy. He also has 888 points in 1,107 career NHL games. With the Islanders? How much Sorry, is that no, is with the with Islanders? With the Islanders, he has... Uh, 195 points, yeah, in 332 games. He had like he had a 60 point season, 32, 39, and then like 40 something, right? Right, but again, four cups, Con Smythe, uh, with, with the Islanders. Okay, uh, you're gonna retire PA Parento's number? Does he have a Con Smythe trophy? <laughs> no, I know, but... Does he those... have four Stanley Cups? Listen, you also want to retire Josh Bailey's number. I love Josh Bailey, but the only reason you guys want to retire him is because, like, well, he has a lot of points. Points change. Like, there's going to be another player in Islanders history that's going to surpass Josh Bailey, and then everyone's going to look silly when that guy's number's in the rafters going, well, he once was uh, in the top 10 for points for the Islanders. Now he's number 20. Butch Goring will always have four Stanley Cup rings, will always have uh, a Conn Smythe trophy to his name. Always and always and always. So then I guess retire everyone's number who won four Stanley Cups then. Talk to the Montreal Canadiens because that's exactly what they do. They're all in the Hall of Fame, by the way. I don't... I don't like that. I think there's obvious, the obvious ones are already up there. Tonelli, I have no issue with. It's just, I think Butch Goring is good. I just don't see him as this elite level New York Islander where he, his number has to be put up. Because if that was the case, then they would have retired it a long time ago. 
Well, to be fair, they would have done a lot of things a long time ago, like bring in those players and speak to them respectfully, but they didn't do that, right? Like they just cast a wall, like an iron curtain, and kept every old Islanders out and said, like, we don't want you here. Like we don't want to remember the past. Meanwhile, guys like Denny Potfay and, and John Tanelli are going, oh, we did some stuff for you guys that was pretty important. You guys remember that? We don't want you here. I, I I understand. And I don't hate Butch Goring. I really don't. I think he's a good player. I just wouldn't put him at the level where his number deserves to be retired. I, I'm fine with that argument, really. It was like, I don't think that he's a player that needs to be retired. And, and if, if so, then that, that's the same thing for John Tanelli. I, I like the idea of just keeping a few. Um, but if they're going to do it, I'm going to cast no shade over it. Because that, to me, this is more about the franchise recognizing that... Um, Opinions of players in the community matter and that players within like fan favorites matter and that the fans matter. This is it's lip service. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. These they're they're good players, like you mentioned, but they're good players for a reason, not just on the ice, but off the ice. Like Butch Goring not only coached the Islanders, but is the color guy and has been the color guy for a while now and does a pretty good job and is just. He's a staple of of what it is that um, what's the word I'm looking for here. In the he, toy department, Brendan. <laughs> yes, he's a st- <laughs> he's a staple of the Islanders fans community or the community of New York Islanders, right? Like, if, if you talk about the New York Islanders, Butch Goring is going to come up at some point. Not only because of the trade, not only because of the cups, but because in the toy department, Brendan, because that's a thing. That is something that he is. That he enamors with with the franchise. He's, he's one with the, the, the fans for just being butch goring. And that's amazing. And I think that that deserves something. If you want to say it's, 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 it's only lip service and it's just to cash it at, at Tavares, then great. Fine. I love it. Perfect. That's the kind of meta type of ownership and self-awareness that I want out of my franchise. Okay. I respectfully disagree there, I guess. And if you're going to say, well, you're going to straw mat and, and say, like, how, how many people end up there? You got a point. You, you're right. Like, is it now just retiring the players that are very good instead of the players that are amazing? You know, like the argument of the Hall of Fame versus the Hall of Very Good. Yeah, right. there's a point to be made there. I, and, I, and I agree with that point. But at a certain also point, I, I they're, they're trying to buy hearts and minds. And this is the way to do it. I get it. And it's not like I'm going to protested or anything like that i might just my initial reaction was hey. I, I don't know if he's like jersey retired worthy keep That's in all. mind you did say josh bailey should get his number retired so no like, i said he would borderline if he oh, okay. and i said if he won a cup well what okay yeah if he wins a cup all right fine then i'm not gonna necessarily argue with that but if he doesn't win a cup and <laughs> okay anyways no sorry. i said if he wins a stanley cup and has continues the rest of his contract at like a 50 to 60 point player than I thought so. Okay. I missed the cup part completely, but uh, all right, fine. I, I'm, I'm okay with them retiring his number because he means a lot to the, the, the fan base and to the franchise outside of just, again, four cups and a Smythe trophy. What else do we got for the social Mitch? Okay. My last one is from uh, Tori Letterman. So Tori Letterman underscore, uh, it says, my nephew's happy tears when the Islanders won today. So that's, oh, I forget I what that. game that was. It was on the 14th. Who did they play then? The I 14th forget. was, uh, that was the overtime game against Buffalo. 
Right, there you go. So it's uh, a picture of her nephew, and he's crying happy tears. He's probably like between five and eight years old, and he's loving it. Absolutely loving it. It's amazing. I yeah. love it. That's just a kid caught up in the moment. I love that. That's uh, the you got next a fan for generation life of Islanders fans. Yeah, you right got that there. fan for you got that fan for life. I love to see stuff like that. It's perfect because we we've always talked about like we don't have the biggest fan base. This is how you grow the fan base for the next generation. It's not now, although like that that can be helped. Uh, but it's definitely bringing in the next generation. Oh, 100%. 100%. For my last one that I want to mention, Mitch, is from old friend of the show, number 66, Josh Hosang. He puts out a video, and it's the Eminem song. Where, uh, oh, my God. What's the name of the Guess song? Guess who's back. Yeah, but th- back that's how again. It Shady's back. Tell, Tell a friend. A friend. It's from the Eminem show, which is one of my favorite albums. I'm just playing. Without Me is the song. There we go. Okay. Uh, it took me a second to think of it. Um, nonetheless, he posted a video. So Josh Hosang is coming back. He is joining the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Just a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about how it was a bad look for both sides. And I'm glad that Hosang is going to come back to the organization. Uh, does he get a fair shake here? I would assume probably not. But he could well, save his value. Well, they do say he does, he being, um, Lou Lanarillo says he's getting a clean slate here. That he's got a chance to just start over, hit the reset button, and, and do it all over again. And then there's an article recently from uh, Michael Fornabio of the CT News, I think, or CT Press, I forget. Sorry, Michael. Uh, where he, he, he speaks to Hosang and, and what it means to come back. And it, it does essentially seem like if he can play well and if he can do what they want him to do, that there's still a chance for him here. Um, but I, I would imagine that he he's on the first boat out, essentially. It would be a fun storyline, though. It would. I would love to see him to do this all over again and, and, and get back to where we know he can be. But I imagine that's with another franchise. I really do. 2016-17 was fun at the end of the year when he came up. Tavares got hurt. He's really the only thing on offense. And it was fun. I'd like to see that come back. But I, I'm not buying it. I don't think it happens here. No, it's, he's not necessarily what they need. They they need to score, and he's not it. Uh, obviously, like he doesn't score goals. That's not his thing, which is perfectly fine. You're allowed to do that. Josh Bailey's built a career out of that. Um, but he he gives them offense, and he gives them a lot of offense. So if he can turn things around and, and relatively quickly, oh man, like Josh was saying, could be a player. But I, I expect him gone by the trade deadline. I really do. That wouldn't be too surprising if he just comes and plays a couple of months and then gets shipped somewhere else where uh, maybe he gets a fair shake. So anything else in the social or is that it for you? Uh, yeah, this is a very recent. Uh, Kiefer Bellows just scored again for this Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Oh, my God. Another one, Mitch. That is four games in a row with a goal and seven over his last nine. It'd be a real shame if someone called him the B word a few weeks ago. <laughs> be a real not, shame. It was not me or you, though. That is definitely a plus. Yeah, I don't know if he scored again. I, I don't want to open it and screw my internet for some stupid reason, but uh, he has, he's got, again, four in the last four games and seven over the last nine since being benched twice. Uh, and, and maybe, the, no, not maybe, this is clearly the jump he needed. Uh, and it's not like he's playing with Andrew Ladd. Last I checked, he's playing with like Matt Larido, which is a fine AHL player, but yep. there's still work to be done. And we saw that last goal. It ended up on SportsCenter Top 10, right? It was a th- number three highlight. Yeah, where beautiful. he comes in off the wing and then cuts in front of the goals and pulls a Bobby Orr. Uh, just beauty, beauty stuff. Yeah, so if he is coming around, that is also a very big positive sign for the New York Islanders, that's for sure. Because he be a goal scorer. He be a goal scorer. 
Maybe he gets the call up in February. Maybe. Maybe. If he keeps playing like this, they're going to have to. Um, but uh, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not counting my chickens yet on that, but so far so good from Kiefer Bellows since, since being scratched twice. Absolutely. So before we get out of here, just want to do a couple of plugs. So one more time, if you're interested in the postgame stuff, uh, make sure to head on over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash eyes and aisles. You can follow along with us on social media at eyes and aisles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is at Matt O'Leary NY. Mitch's is at TLO Mitch. You could like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eyes on aisles. You can also download our app, the eyes on aisles app available for iPhone or Android, or visit the website eyesonisles.com for all your New York Islanders needs. Mitch, episode number 122 in the books. Have a happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, and happy holidays to everyone listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.